A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumb's Hit Music Station, F104 Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Orla Condon, who's the host of Weekly Watch and Entertainment Reporter. Hello, how are you? Hi Louise, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So what should we be watching this week? Okay, well, one of the most talked about things on Netflix this week, whether it be the season that's in it or just the hype after the first season, is the return of the Haunting series. And it Mm -hmm. returns with The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is the second kind of run in the show. We had The Haunting of Hill House last year. um, And this is now a whole new story. So for anyone who hasn't seen the first season, you can jump straight into season two. But it does feature some returning cast members, uh, Victoria Pedretti, Kate Kate Siegel, uh, and Oliver Jackson-Cohen, who were all in the first um, series are back for season two uh, which is set in kind of 1980s rural England in this kind of haunted manor Bly Manor uh, where an American au pair Danny comes to, to escape some of her past secrets but finds that there are more secrets lingering in the house. I never watched the first one but I heard absolutely amazing things about it. It was brilliant. I'm ve- I'm a chicken. I'm hugely Same. That's uh, kind of why I chicken. stayed away from it. Yeah. yeah. So I found half of it, I was kind of watching through my fingers. I found it very difficult to watch, but brilliant, brilliantly rewarding in the end. I can say the exact same thing about Bly Manor. It's not as scary by any means. Um, You don't have as many jump scares as you did in Hell House, but the the reward at the end is brilliant. It's such a good conclusion to a series that it makes any bit of a, any bit of tough moments totally worthwhile. We have a little clip, but it was kind of hard to get a clip because most of it is just kind of music. So Very um, moody. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So I have a little bit of it. <laughs> there you are. Now let's come up with a story. Your parents loved you so, so much. In a way, they'll always be here. It's going to sound strange, but I'm having somebody else's dream. Look, it's so creepy. <laughs> It's so, yeah, it's so dark. Um, So what you might have heard there is Danny, the au pair, talking to the two kids that she's working and that she's caring for, Miles and Flora, whose parents died um, when they were younger. So there's all these kind of, you know, questions about what happened to their parents, what's the secret that Danny is running from, and what is going on in this house, and all the staff members, do they know what's going on? There's a lot of kind of these question marks uh, throughout the series. There's very little to the show that is pointless. It's all very much a puzzle piece that leads you to this lovely final episode where it ties it all up really well. A bit of a slow start um, in that there's none of those jump scares, but by episode five, you're well on the way then to figuring out what is going on in Bly Manor, who is lurking in the darkness, and why are they there. So uh, for me, it's an absolute thumbs up. 
Um, I would highly, highly recommend it. I've noticed also that the Haunting of Hill House is trending on Netflix again. So obviously people are going back yeah, and watching that if they yeah. haven't already seen it. If you're a bit of a chicken like me, maybe start with Blind Manor. It's a bit of a step in. Okay. And you don't have to watch them in order at all because they are, like I said, two totally different stories. Super. I might do that then and just kind of ease myself gently into it. <laughs> yeah. And the time of year that's in it as well, it's a nice, you know, spooky tale. But yeah. they make it. They make a reference there in the the clip that you just played, you know, let's give it a story. And that's linked to this part where the the daughter, Flora, has had a bad dream and she's seen this kind of ghost in the night. And her uncle tells her, you know, if you give the ghost a story, they're not as scary. Mm. And that's kind of the whole plot of this, you know, like we see all these kind of creepy things happening in the background. But when you get to that final episode and you give it a story, it's no longer scary because you have an understanding. So it's very, very, very rewarding watch. Um, I think it's something that I'll probably go back and watch again in a couple of months time I enjoyed it so much because it's one of those things you probably pick more out of when you go back because initially you're Definitely. waiting to be scared you know? yeah there was a yeah. lot of um what they what they call ghost keys in the first season you know things lurking in the background that weren't meant to be part of the story but if you saw them you might kind of get clues yeah. from them so there's lots of articles you'll find that online if you want to look it up. So there's lots of that lurking in season two as well. Okay. So definitely if you're going back for a re- rewatch and you're not kind of, you know, waiting for, for plot points or whatever, you can kind of focus on those things happening in the background. But yeah, anyone that's tempted to start, I would absolutely start this weekend. It's just a really, really good watch. Brilliant. And we're kind of staying dark a little bit this week with The Inheritance. Yeah, so uh, Lily Collins is popping up again on our Netflix yeah. feed. Slightly different from Emily and Very Paris. different, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is number two trending in the film section on Netflix, so a lot of people are watching this, despite mostly really bad reviews. But I was talking to you before we jumped on, mm-hmm. um, Louise. The trailer definitely is kind of, it, it spikes the curiosity for sure. Okay. It's this, about this uh, this family, um, Lily Collins' character, Lauren, and her brother, William, and her mother, Catherine, and their dad passes away. And Lauren gets given this, this kind of uh, USB drive to kind of look into that her father left for her and it leads her to a key and it leads her to this kind of underground tunnel where she basically finds a stranger that her father had held captive for however many years. So basically the whole thing is why is he there? Why was he being kept there? You know, how much did the family know? How deep did the secrets go? So the trailer sets it up quite well that there's this big um, secret but yeah, the, generally the reviews have been pretty, pretty bad. I'd kind of just watch it to see why he was being kept in a dungeon to be honest and that was it. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I'd like skip forward to be like, oh, okay, grand, let's watch this clip grant I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but I think it's a minute as well when we have so much time there's not a lot of new kind of thriller drama mm-hmm. or scary films coming up on Netflix and if you want to kind of be watching that in the month of October um, it's probably one that you're going to come across and like I said number two trending in Ireland so there's obviously a lot of people watching, people it. watching it we have a little clip of it show me your face Lauren Elizabeth Monroe you're not like him I suspect you're better than he ever was. Who are you? I'd like to think I'm a member of the family. Are there any old enemies of dads that I should be aware of? They both know he was no saint. Like that, very vibey, you know? Yeah, very (laughs) foreboding tune there again, that kind of low drone that just makes you feel a bit eerie. You're kind of waiting for something to jump out at you. (laughs) Yeah, so there's this stranger, I should mention some of the cast and it'll be a familiar lineup to Manny. Lily Collins, like I said, uh, her brother William is played by Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl fame. Uh, her mother Catherine is played by Connie Nielsen, who many will know from Wonder Woman and loads of other things. And then the man in the bunker is played by Simon Pegg, possibly the most bizarre Random. casting ever. <laughs> like, so weird. 
<laughs> I love it just for the ra- randomness of it. Yeah, I can't take him seriously. Like I just immediately when I saw him in the trailer, I was like, nah, can't take this guy. <laughs> it's like, why are you there? <laughs> I love it. It's nice to see him in something different, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose good enough to get typecast. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but K-pop is huge, and now Blackpink have brought out a documentary. Yeah, so Blackpink are one of the best-selling girl groups in K-pop history. Um, they're huge in the K-pop industry. They're yeah. massive, massive following all over the world. Um, but they have now a documentary on Netflix called Blackpink Light Up the Sky. You'll probably be seeing it served to you at the top of your Netflix if you log on over the next mm-hmm. few days. Um, for anyone who likes K-pop or is interested in it, it's a really, really good look into how the group was formed. It brings you through the steps. Um, for anyone who doesn't know K-pop, there's kind of these training schools and people move in there when they're teenagers to train to become part of these kind of Korean pop group pop groups. Um, and it kind of walks you through that and it, it, it introduces you to these four girls who are a part of this group and how they got where they are. It's definitely good for debunking a lot of the, the kind of, you know, previously held belief that, you know, all these people are kind of, you know, they have no personality and they're being led by the, the label and they're kind of not about, they're not able to kind of speak out about what they do and how they got there and all this kind of stuff. But this is very much a look behind the scenes um, and some absolute bops in it as well. Like there's some great tunes. Yeah. If you're into, if you like K-pop music, um, it's really, really good. Um, and it's definitely opened my eyes to more of their stuff. I'm aware of kind of BTS and some yes. of those groups, but I hadn't listened to as much of Blackpink. So this is, uh, I find it really, really interesting look into that world. And they've recently teamed with Cardi B, I think, as well on a song. Yeah, they've worked with Cardi B recently. They've worked with Selena Gomez. They've worked with Lady Gaga. Oh, like these yeah. are like top tier music group uh, in the world. Like given Little Mix, absolutely like a step above when it comes to you know sales and fans and all Amazing. that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, some absolute bops. If anyone is kind of more curious about the industry and how it all works, there's a series called Explained on Netflix. Um, and they have a, they do loads of different episodes on loads of different topics, and they have right. one on K-pop. I think it's about twenty minutes, but it just breaks down the history of K-pop, how the industry is run, uh, some of the big hitters in it, and obviously Blackpink get a mention because they are one of the the most successful of all time. We have a little clip of it. I think what makes K-pop K-pop is the time that we spend as a trainee. I was fourteen, such a kid. We all lived together, sort of like a boarding school, like a training version. I had never even imagined myself living apart from my family. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Everything was counting that's that time. I didn't realize actually that they go in as trainees. Essentially, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. so they they all kind of audition. It's kind of it's kind of like a behind the scenes X Factor kind of they all go and audition and they kind of get brought to this kind of boarding school where they all have lessons and they explain it in the documentary that they you know they have 13 days of training and then they have two days off and then they're back in for 13 days of training which consists of you know dance lessons English lessons uh, voice coaching all this kind of stuff and it's from very young ages most of them are kind of 14, 15, 16 when they go in there so they're very young Um, but it's it's kind of it explains their routes to to success and it kind of all is focusing towards the final goal which was was last year's performance at Coachella, which was historic. Huge, it was the yeah. first kind of K-pop group to ever perform at Coachella. So they're kind of one of those groups that have just broken down barriers um, in the K-pop industry and are becoming more of a worldwide um, known group. But it's it's very interesting. Like I said, if you've any kind of curiosity about the, the, pop, the K-pop industry, mm-hmm. this is a good way of looking at it and let that all dressed with lovely tunes, which is <laughs> great. Amazing. So we've two hard, or two kind of horror, scary ones, and then a nice light-hearted one. Yeah, to wash it down. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. How can people keep up to date? What you're up to this week? 
Yeah, the RTD podcast, the weekly watch is back. So we go into some of the shows I just talked to you about in a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's new episodes weekly, so you can find that on all of your favourite podcast platforms. And you can find me on social media at Orla Condom. Amazing, Orla. Thanks so much. Thanks, Louise. Take care. Talk to you soon. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.